With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Greetings, friends, and welcome into another lectionary sermon from the Orthodox Church of the Coldies. Yes, every week, Saturday, we are broadcasting live. You can join us in the, the uh, chat room on TalkShoe or send us a message through Facebook, and we'll be glad to send your, your question on at the end of each broadcast. You can also call in. There's a new telephone number, and if you don't know it, go on our page uh, orthodoxchurch.nl and go into the TalkShoe widget and you can find there's a telephone number you can call and it's best to call in during the last quarter of an hour of the broadcast. Yes, this week we've been getting started a little bit late because of some microphone issues, but you can always join us. We'll be uh, uh, showing within, yes, the normal hour should be within the last uh, quarter of an hour. We'll, we'll let you know when you can call in if you have any questions or comments about the message. Now, let's uh, do this as Yahweh has told us. They who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And he's told us how to worship. He's told us how to pray. And so let's give thanks and praise to him this day. Let's put our minds on him and take our minds off of the things of the world. Just take a moment in our day and say that prayer he gave us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, I see a little issue with the uh, Facebook. We're going to have to stop the stream there because it is uh, now interfering. And just bear with me one moment. This, this is going to have to be closed as the screen is also having an issue. And so we'll go ahead and repair that... Uh, Everyone will just use the MP3 via TalkShoe or join us live for this week. <clears throat> Where is this uh, broadcast? It is uh, too bad that we can't do it live on Facebook this week. Uh, that's how it can go. Right now we've been packing, relocating down to the southwest of Missouri for this uh, the coming months. We have a project there that's the uh, recovery of the Archive from Pastor Leroy Crouch. Yes, uh, our great prophet and teacher, Pastor Crouch, uh, had recorded more than 30 years of sermons on the topic of Ezekiel chapter 1 and throughout the book of Ezekiel and Revelation, where it talks about the cherubim of glory. Yes, that was his main message, and to teach people how to be overcomers. And so this is a, a big part of our ministry as well is just to cover these biblical truths for people to know who they are nationally, personally, and to know uh, that way that he's caused us to be balanced in our lives and to bring much peace and love, to learn more how to be an overcomer and to express that love. And so it will really be a blessing, I think, to everyone once we get these all onto MP3. We're getting all the tapes. It's, I think now um, we have about 40 or 50 boxes of tapes which need to be digitized. Yes, the old tapes are, are quite uh, uh, deteriorating, you know, over, over the years sitting in boxes. And it's been uh, kept from people, and this is, this is too bad. And, and at this stage, it's, it's going to be great to get it released. And I believe that everyone will, will think of it as a great blessing. I mean, this this man really was anointed, Leroy Crouch. Uh, he 
had in his one of his teachings where he's described how he was taken to heaven himself and he literally was taken before the throne of Yahweh like an actual prophet in the Bible and he really was uh, the, the miracles were proven what happened when he was taken to his body and I talked to some of the witnesses who were there and what what all happened and transpired before and after and it was really really mind-blowing but it was really blessed to have him as my mentor in my early uh, and late teenage years so uh, it really is a blessing to to carry on his ministry through Orthodox Church Nail and Christ's Assembly worldwide. So do keep us in your prayers, as we will be uh, dedicating and building a temple there in the northern part of Arkansas, not far from Branson. Uh, I'll be uh, getting out there next week to try and take care of these important tasks. So uh, we do. We could use all the prayers that you can give during this time. There have been so many blocks on so many things that have come up, and every bit of prayers are really going to count. It says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, like last week we covered, but our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and the casting down of imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So we have to pray against those things, and we have to pray for his help, and the Holy Spirit will help us. Praise Yahweh. But to know that it is a battle. It says the weapons of our warfare. Yes, there is a war. And that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And that gets into this message for today is that, look, we are in wrestles, we are in wars, but it's spiritual war. And if Christ could be tempted, so can you be tempted. If he was who was so perfect could still be tempted by Satan and try to tempt him anyhow, and he would be so bold as to try and tempt him, who are we to say that we could never be tempted of the devil or, or even to be um, go through some sort of uh, temptation? No, we will have the same temptations he had and probably have it a little bit worse. But in any case, Yahweh helps us as we trust in him and as we know his word, we know what the path of life is then and we will stay on that path and we will... We will win the crown. We're going to get into winning that crown as well in today's message. So if you haven't turned so to the verses already, you can turn to James chapter 1. Yes, uh, the book of James chapter 1, we start off at verse 12 for our message this Sabbath. Let us pray, Almighty Heavenly Father Yahweh, we ask for inspiration we ask for blessing we pray for anointing on the hearers and on the speaker that together we might hear the voice of the holy spirit and learn new things from your word and be drawn closer to you and your presence may we ever stay in your presence that and that have that great thanksgiving and have that praise that you've shown us is the way we know we are in your courts and that we are nearing your presence as we get into high praise and as we get into the worship, that love that never would think of anything else, then we are getting to that point of your heart becoming one with our heart and your laws being written on our hearts and our minds having the mind of Christ, which is his word. I pray that the word will become new to us and dearer to us and relevant to us. This day, in the name of Yahshua, we pray. Amen. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Wow, so here we have, you would think temptation would be a terrible thing. Wow, but if you're in the spirit, you find it as liberty. You're like, awesome, but you're going to stay in the balance. You're going to stay in the peace, because not in every situation is shouting appropriate. Not in every situation is being quiet appropriate. Sometimes being analytical is the only thing to do. Sometimes being emotional, which is a total opposite thing of analytical, is being emotional. Sometimes that is the most appropriate thing. In every situation, we might need a different response 
and that covers those four cherubim of glory that it says are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You have these four faces, and when you are going through that temptation, going through that situation, you have four directions you can go. You can go, as it says, if you're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, Revelation chapter 9, verse 5, it says, and you have these four parts of your body, your soul, and your spirit, you have it there, and you have these wings, which can be used to ascend, but they all stay touching, they all stay balanced, in all four directions, so that you're not going to just go too much emotional, you're not going to go too much uh, like a lion, which is when a lion roars, who can but fear, you know, as a ruling, powerful creature who can tear apart other beasts, and even an elephant will run if he hears his voice, and this is part of your spirit too. Okay. <clears throat> You're going to have the balance of having the ox, which is his counterbalance. His counterbalance is the humble servant. The ox is happy to serve, and he, he charges forward. I mean, he's got strong legs, so nothing's going to stop him. He's going to pull that plow, and nothing's going to stop it. That's what we are in Christ. We pull that plow, and nothing is going to get in our way, and it's just going to go and go and go and go happily on our way, that joyful, humble servant. So some situations, some temptations, we need that humility. We need that love of being happy to serve. And it says, who will be the greatest among you will be the one who is the greatest servant of all. So we have these ways of victory. Sometimes we need one or the other. Normally you have to look for that balance. When you see an imbalance, Okay, how can we balance these? Then you see how you stay in his presence in victory. Pastor Leroy Crouch's sermons go much deeper on this, as well as we have this. these four are also called the four banner tribes of Israel. Okay, so it goes into national levels. It goes into all sorts of things. And Christ is called all four things. And you can see this in the Gospels. They have... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. Okay, so it says we're blessed when we endure temptation. You know what it says? That whom the Father loves, he chasteneth. But those who he doesn't love, and they're not his children, it says they're not going to be corrected. They're not going to go through temptation. They're not going to go through the struggles. It says, whom the Father loveth, he chasteneth, and who he loveth not, is a bastard and not one of his children. So those of us who have had struggles, it says we should really shout and give praise to Yahweh and be be very, very happy. But so persecuted they the prophets who were before us, for example. If you endure these things for his namesake, then you are super, super blessed. So... It says here, he shall receive the crown of life, which Yahweh hath promised to them that love him. Wow, a crown of life. You know what life is? The word there is zoe. It means fullness of life. That means a crown of having everything. Okay? Where you're, you're like a ruler in need of nothing. You're seated with him on his throne. You are an overcomer, you have, because when you're with Yahweh, he is called the great healer. He is called the great provider. He, his word never returns back void. It accomplishes that which it is sent to do. Now, in every moment, there might seem like there are problems, and there are problems. Those are real. I'm not saying be unrealistic. Problems do come, but it's what position you're in. You're going to be above your problem or beneath your problem. And what does it say? He's earned for us is through his blood, Galatians chapter 3, it says, All the blessings of Abraham come on them that love him, and those who have received his blood, he has given us the blessings of Abraham. And one of those blessings is you are the head only and above only, and not beneath, okay? We are not the tail, it also says, you're the head, okay? The, you control. You're not going to be wagged like a tail, 
The problems are not going to control you if you're going to be in the spirit. Now, we can always fall short. We can always, you know, miss the mark. We can always lose out because we, at some moment, maybe we're a bit weak or whatnot, but we will live by every word. And does not live by bread alone, but uh, by every word. Somehow, as we get it continued to be written in our hearts, finally, we will not think any other way, but we will want to do it his way, and we're not going to want to do it any other way. So, we'll be on that place. As he that turns his foot from doing his own pleasure on my Sabbath holy day, he will be blessed, and he will be Cause to ride upon the high places of the earth and to be fed with the heritage of Jacob, our father. There's so many blessings attached. It says when you delight in the Sabbath, okay, and you call it a delight, then you shall delight in Yahweh, and he shall cause you to ride on the high places of the earth. So then you'll learn to delight in him as you first call the Sabbath a delight. And what is the Sabbath? It's 24 hours where you have only positive, where you have only victory, where you don't go out and go labor for the world. It says you place God first. Well, yes, we do that every day, but also you rest from your labor. It's a 1,000, it's a rehearsal, it's called. The Holy Convocation is called. But we are rehearsing the wedding great celebration, which will be a 1,000 years, the 1,000-year reign of Christ. And we celebrate that every week. That's what it's about. And we are having that wedding rehearsal. We're having that time of blessing and rejoicing, of gathering together in corporate worship. It says, you shall forever in all your generations and in all your dwellings proclaim that this day is a holy convocation. Convocation, a holy convocation. That means to be set apart from the world that's the word holy. Convocation is mikra in Hebrew or ecclesia in Greek, which also means called out. But it also means to be rehearsing, if you look it up in the dictionary. Okay? So we are rehearsing the great victory of Christ, his 1,000-year reign where there's no more problems on the earth. And we celebrate. We have food. We have dancing. If you can dance, of course. We have a feast. We have a time that is commanded to celebrate and have a feast. Yes, every seventh day. Yes, and as it says through Hebrews chapter 2 through 4, he did not talk about it any other day. But there remains this Saturday Sabbath. Yes, that's what it says. Okay. We have an extra celebration, but it's still, he didn't talk about an extra day. But we do. In Christianity, we have this great Sunday, first day of the week, day of grace, a day of, it's, it's called an extra continuation of the Sabbath, and they have that also in Hebrew, the Hebrew law. They, they did continue on the first day, even before Christ died, and they continue to do it. But that doesn't mean now uh, Sabbath is gone. Um, although the... the uh, the animal sacrifices and the, the law of sin and death has been destroyed for all those who believe in Christ. That's that. Now we don't have that punishment of death. Uh, we don't have that need for the really an animal sacrifice. Now Christ is that sacrifice for us. And he has told us, he wrote the law himself. And if we love him, we're going to keep his commandments. He is eternal God. He was there at the laying of the foundation of the earth, and it says that he created the earth and held it together, what it says, and that's what, what Paul said several times. So, are we, are we doing okay on Facebook? I think it's actually uh, cleared itself up. So if any are on there, you can also send us a message through uh, through Facebook and let us know if there's an issue. Okay, just uh, saw another uh, pop-up there that uh, that is going okay. So, okay, we'll mess with it. 
anyhow, let's let's uh, continue on with our place we were on here. Uh, verse two, uh, verse thirteen. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. So there is a sort of a, um, a process here where um, you're drawn away of your own lust and enticed, and that it can conceive and bring forth, like kind of like a birth here. It's, it's a, a sin when it is finished, it brings forth death. It's really just a, a whole process of, of events and talks about when we're of our own lust enticed. That's what it all talks about. We're to not have this, these three temptations that also Eve had in the garden. And it says these three things are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those three things, and it all has to do with being enticed of our own lust. Even if it's just talking about you want things to look good, but what happens is when you idolize the way things look, the appearance of things... What happens then is we could start to put that before God and keeping his commandments. See, if anything has you stop keeping his commandments, then that's become an idol to you. And it says you're not to have any other thing come before God. So if you have the commandments come first, you're in a good place. But as soon as it comes out that you've let anything else come first, even if it's just talking about you want your garden to look perfect, for example, so you're not going to go to church, that could become an idol, and we're going to have to confess it. Just just uh, an enticement of the heart. So, but if we know that his laws are the best, if we know that he's made us to have more pleasure with that work on the other days of the week, and if we know that he's made us to rest, so that we can have more energy on the other days to do it with more vigor, to do it with a, more of a balance. Because he's created those other six days for the tilling, for the business, for working for an employer. Now, I'm not saying you can't uh, make a sandwich. You know, that's what they condemned him on. You know, I'm, we will say don't go out and buy victuals. That's also in the scripture. What that means is not to store up, not to, not to, you know, go out and buy some bulk uh, things and so on and so forth on Sabbath. That's all. It's not a hard thing to do. If you need to go out and get some, get some. But you should work towards having uh, as best possible where you don't have to run around and do business on the Sabbath. Okay. And if if we're if we're not there, that's okay. He will help us. As we ask for his help, and it is that perfect law of liberty, it really is. It caught, David called it, his laws are very broad, and his law is liberty. That is liberty. Only sin is called bondage, if you read it in the scriptures. We're saved by grace to, through faith unto good works, it says. Not so we can stop doing these. His law is called what is good. He's not going to save us and then tell us, go do bad now. First John 3, 4, it tells us sin is the transgression of the law. A lot of people are teaching, if you get saved now, it's all just don't have to keep any laws. Just go ahead and transgress all the time. They forget that he told us that we have to confess and repent. Well, actually, in any church in the world, they have still in your basic conversion, you have the sinner's prayer or some form of it, and it talks about that we renounce all and we will follow his commandments and that we will walk in that newness of life and not in the flesh. The flesh, it says, is enmity against the law of God. It calls all the law of God foolishness. But if we walk in the spirit, it says his law is spirit. And we will want to keep his law as we are spiritual because his law is spirit. Romans chapter 6. 7, verse 14. These words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. He is the word and he is spirit. and It's all good news. You have to spread that good news to others and 
if they haven't heard the good news, just don't worry about it. And he also said, don't worry, there are many who just aren't called. And even the ones who are called, some of them are not chosen. And some of them, he said, are not part of his apostles, and they'll only get converted halfway. And so he's not really that interested in getting the people who are only going to get halfway converted, because then he'll have to forgive their sins, but they're not converted in their heart. And he didn't want to do that. You can look it up. We did a Bible verse on that called, Unto you it is given. Because they're asking, why do you teach us plainly, but the rest you speak in parables to the, to the masses? Why don't you, you talk plainly to the masses and really tell them directly everything? And he said, well, that's the reason. Because they might just believe in their heart. Not believe in their heart, but they'll speak the words a little bit. And they will just kind of miss, miss the whole thing. And then we're just going to have to um, bring them fully on board, and they're not even with us, you know. So don't worry about some, especially these days, who are not getting it. Some of them just aren't called uh, to the high calling that is in Christ. You know, Paul talked about, you know, he presses on toward the mark of the high calling, going on the throne. There's going to be many people who make it into heaven by the skin of their teeth, it says. They're just going to, it says, there are many who aren't going to have rewards in heaven. It says, they who, who tend to keep my commandments and do keep them, they'll, they'll be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 5, that starts at verse 9, 20 through 21 as well. Um, it says there also that not even one jot or one tittle will fall from the law, even after the heaven and earth passes away. Not even after heaven and earth passes away, not one jot or one tittle will pass from the law. That means if you don't receive Christ as your Savior, then you better go get an animal, okay, and do it under the whole Mosaic law. Unless you believe in Jesus, okay, then you're free. Okay, well, they say, well, the Hebrews, okay, that's true too. But they're only the rest of the nations are only blessed as much as they keep in line with that Hebrew law. If you look how the rest of the world's been doing, only his command, only his people and his nations have had his laws, and so they've been blessed. It's that we have his spirit, his truth. So we're blessed for those reasons in the Christian nations of the earth, because we have his commandments, and we have most of all Jesus Christ, who earned it for us. So we have double and triple covenants with God, and that help of the Holy Spirit, and. Yes, sometimes the kings and sometimes the rulers aren't really on board with everything, but when a big part of the population has received God, have chosen him, like for 400 years, America has had as our constitution, yes, all the Articles of Confederation, for 400 years it said that we have, our union has one aim, it says. Yes, or... And now it's been more than 400 years, okay? Because it's perpetual. It continued all the way up until after the English domination and before the English domination. This was our constitution. So if it goes before the British were the rulers and after, it still is today's union. It says this is our union. Okay, and I'm going to read this text for you, and it's probably going to blow you away. But this is why America has been the most blessed nation in the world. Okay, I'm going to read it for you in just a moment. Now, it says that for the perfecting of our union. So, in our present constitution, it says for the perfecting of our union. Okay, right? That means right now, it's talking about a union that already existed. Right? But what does it say that union is? For 400 years, it says that we have one aim, that our perpetual confederation, our union, same thing, has one aim, and it says, for the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and the maintaining the purity of the gospel. Isn't that awesome? That is why... You've been blessed. And that's the only union America has ever had. And it had, that was adopted first in 1639, and a little bit before that in 
Connecticut, as America's first constitution is called. And then that was copied to all the other colonies. That was before Britain even became dominant there. And it, it has no mention to any worldly power in that document that's called our first constitution. That was copied to, the, to all the other colonies. It continued that once 13 colonies were united and continued on, that was our basis. The one aim, the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, yes, and maintaining the purity of the gospel. That was the definition of our union for 400 years. All right, I hope it's clear by now, and we should be, you know, sharing and telling all of our friends and loved ones the very same thing. This is good news. I pray that everyone will be very much encouraged and have that anointing to share that good news with the right way at the right place and the right time. And I want to invite people to come online to our weekly broadcast. Maybe that's the best way that they can get introduced. Because you have the one day in seven where you are to dedicate special way, even more than the other days. Yes, okay, we have every day we're supposed to dedicate. But only one is it supposed to be higher than the other days. It says it is to be holier than the other days. Keep this Sabbath holy. You know what that means? Set apart. Set apart from the other days of the week. That's what it says. If there's no difference between today and the last couple of days, then there's no keeping of the commandments. There's Ten Commandments. They're not options. Fourth Commandment is the Sabbath. So we're going to have to keep it and do it right. Um, and if you just go in grace, you will continue to be led by the Spirit on how to keep it, how to do it right. And you keep inquiring and you can read all about it. There's many, many uh, yeah, various websites and web pages online, and you can read through it, and you can find, well, some are cults, like Seventh-day Adventist Church. You know, some are way out of balance. But you got to kind of sift through it, and you can look for the ones that are balanced, who really believe that Christ only is our way to salvation through his blood. And after we've been saved, then you're going to be encouraged more into the good works. Yes, he saves the Gentiles and them, but remember it says that the Gentiles, they had in every city the law of Moses taught every Sabbath. That's what it says when Paul was correcting those ones who were saying if you weren't circumcised, you couldn't be saved, right? But he went and said, tell them no such thing. You know, uh, it has nothing to do with that, he said. And he said that uh, tell them that they need to abstain from things strangled and from blood. Okay, that's Levitical law, blood, things strangled. That's talking about all the kosher and dietary laws. And he said to abstain from the pollutions of idols and from fornication, sexual sins, also adultery and all these things. And then you should do well. And, and the lo then he continued on and said that the law of Moses is taught or it says four. Okay, the word four is in there. He says, tell them just those things because the law of Moses is taught in every city being preached synagogues in every city, every Sabbath day. Okay? So, he didn't need to tell them like, oh, you got to do this and this and this and this. He says, well, look, they're going to do okay. You know, they're not going to don't fall into severe problems as long as they're doing these ones. And some of those are just core Levitical laws. Being strangled, being dietary, blood, being a, a whole slew of things that had to do with blood, and that in the something that's laws and so on and so forth. Uh, so you have to, to know that there is a lot of grace as we as Gentiles grow Yes, Gentiles are also Israelites, as it says. You know, if you look up in Greek, it says the word Gentile is the word nation, 
and that it's the same word for Judah was called Gentile then. Judah, it says, was a great Gentile. So, in any case, in any case, those kindred Christian tribes of Israel spread out throughout the world is saved elect people. It says that all Israel would be saved. And throughout the last 2,000 years, the vast majority of Israelites have known who God is, and they've known through his Son, Jesus the Christ, and they have been called Christians throughout the world. That's biblical. We have several studies on this, and even hundreds and thousands of books available on the topic of Israel being the Christian nations of the earth. So it's a very important truth to know if you want to know anything what God is doing today, because it's all about Israel and end times, and he even talks about those 12 tribes, not just the one tribe called Judah. Most of the latter-day end prophecies aren't talking about Judah. They're talking about the other 11 tribes. And biblically, Judah is only one tribe, and it continues to be only one tribe. The others are called the great multitude of mighty nations, and Judah is minuscule in comparison. You have to really identify who are his Israelite people because we're looking at the kingdom and the, the, the bride is called the house of Israel, okay? So if you want to know who the bride is, the, the scriptures are so clear. The same bride of the Old Testament is the same bride of the New Testament. It says, I'll make a covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. That's the new covenant, says. Hebrews chapter 8, it says that, and other chapters as well throughout the New Testament. For example, you can look at Romans chapter 9, verse 4 and 5. That the adoption pertains to Israel. Yes. <laughs> wow, that just does it all away with all the people saying that the, Jew, that the Gentiles are not Israelites. Well, the adoption pertains to Israel, and it, then it continues, and it says, For their flesh Christ came. The adoption pertains to them. So, we have to know they, these things, uh, that who Israel is. Otherwise, our Bible doesn't make any sense. You know, the word Israel shows up more than 2,500 times in there. That's a lot of times that word Israel comes up. Do you know how many times... They say that's only talking about Jews, but you know how times the word Jew shows up in the Bible? In the whole Old Testament, it shows up only barely 30 times. So compare that with the 2,500. Okay, and it says even when he comes back, there's going to be the house of Judah and the house of Israel are two separate houses. And even after the new heavens and the new earth, still you have the house of Judah and the house of Israel recognized as two separate peoples, two separate nations, two separate houses. Okay. Although they will become one, they are still going to be called two separate houses. They're no longer going to vex each other and attack each other. Right now, that's what you have a lot of is within the you know Christians and the different nations are we're we're seeing the house of Israel, the northern house is all these things that they're warring together against their brothers, the other tribes. In kindred tribes, where you would think that they should get along, but they're just having these issues. Pray that every, each and every person is encouraged to these great truths, good news, knowing that you fit in that book in more ways than you ever knew. It is all good news. Okay. But what happens is we are tricked. It says you are deceived. What happens is when we are tempted and drawn away of our own lust and entice. That's what the devil does. Just entice people and tells them, oh, you want this and oh, you want that. Even Christ was tempted and the devil said, you can turn these stones into bread. You haven't ate for 40 days. And Joshua said, well, that means I'm going to have to follow what the devil says for a moment. I'm not going to do that. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. It proceeds out of the mouth of God, he said. Quoted to him the word. All right. Let's continue on. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, 
Neither shadow of turning. Praise Yahweh. That's what we need to focus on is that we're only going to get those good things from him. We're not going to get it from our own lust and being enticed. Put him first. Put his commandments first. And not let things control us to come first before him and his word. He is the word. Okay, His law is called the word so many times in the Bible. The word of God is the commandment. Okay. Anyway, um, of his own will beget he us the word of truth. So he's going to, to uh, show in us that, that begetting, that birth in us, that which is not from that enticement of the devil, but through his, through that faith, through that gift that's from above. It's that word of truth. So truth is the exact opposite of these enticements of the devil. And we, he says here that he should be a kind of the first fruits of his creatures. That's what happens. Have that word growing up in us. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Okay? So all these things that have to do with the world, the lust of the eyes, all these things that we see, right? Man does not, does, um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? So if we just go slow sometimes, if you follow that rule, be calm and go slow, be still and know that I'm God. There's so many verses that say to slow down, right? But what does the devil want people to do is go super fast. And it, But the scripture tells us, he that hastens with his feet sinneth. You start running around too quick, it's probably going to be sin. So if we just slow down and wait for people who are also going to slow down, and if they're those kind of people who can sit with you and talk with you over a period of time, then you know they're with God. And you know they're with peace. If they're with that peace, you know that that's that wisdom that comes from God. And they will go with you the distance. And that's what you want. People who listen... People who will take the time to meet with you, people who will sit down, have dinner with you. After Sabbath, it's a great time. It tells us to do to have food and get to know your brothers and sisters and to to cultivate culture and community and family in the many, many ways he's given us in our religion. Now and get into that more as well. Okay, wherefore more? Uh, so being swift to hear. So swift, the quickness can be just to listen, but slow to speak and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Be a doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if you be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into that perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, and it's talking about hearing the word and doing it, that great, perfect law of liberty. It says, if you continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, yes, work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So, they who, this faith without works is dead. We're going to have works. Because you've been saved by grace unto good works. You know the word grace there is the word charisma, which means a very talented worker. One who's doing all sorts of miraculous things. That's the word grace. Okay, Saved by grace unto good works. In Romans uh, chapter 1 verse 15, it says grace is for obedience. See, the Holy Spirit gives us that charisma, that extra special gift and ability, also called the charisma of healing as well. It's called one of the gifts of God is one of the gifts of healing. 
where you can go out and heal people. Gift of many different gifts, right? A gift of prophecy. Again, that's where charisma. So we have that grace working in us to do by the help of the Holy Spirit. So we slow down. That is a very good rule. Whenever we slow down, walk, quick to hear, listen, and we will get beyond all of these problems that men naughtiness and all these things can happen when we re- when we stop recognizing that there's spiritual warfare going on. If you know that you have the victory in Christ, just continue on in peace. You'll see things work out in unbelievable ways. It says that he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Having done all the stand stand, it says see that all things do work together for good to those who are the called. Yes, some people just aren't being called. We need to get over it. You wonder why people keep hurting us and keep people keep doing things you wouldn't imagine, right? Well, that's because they're just not called. Because, you know, if they were called, God would punish them. Because whom he loves, he chases and corrects them. If, they, if they're not getting corrected for this garbage that's going on, they're not his children. We need freedom for our own selves to do what our union is, that is, for the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and maintaining the purity of the gospel. The First Amendment of the Constitution says that Congress will make no law against or for the establishment of religion, and they will not prohibit the free exercise of religion. Okay? What's happening left and right? As we see all sorts of prohibiting our religion. Prohibiting calling sin, sin. Can't call certain sins anymore a sin. Now it's called a lifestyle choice. Or even they say you're born that way. And even they say it can be something they print on your driver's license. That that's who you are. And now if you teach that that's a sin, you go to jail and all sorts of terrible things. And this is an total, absolute contradiction to the Constitution that says it can never prohib- prohibit the establishment of religion. On. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but seeth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Your religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. Is it the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted. Meeting of today, I hope it was a blessing to you, and continue to kindle in your heart that word, that perfect law of liberty, truth, another truth, and the truth will set you free. Continue my word, you're my disciples indeed. They grow more as stronger Christians and go on and this coming week do the great work he's set for you to do. Close in prayer, Almighty Heavenly Father, in the name of Yahshua. Sabbath day to gather together and hear your word and thank you for those who've joined us and pray that each and every will be blessed through your bless them and this day and this coming pray for your help in the coming journey well Help of your son, Yahshua, Holy Spirit. Get all the tapes in order and get everything digitized. Could be a very good start. Extra special guardian angels to go before us and way safe for us. Name of Yahshua, we ask it. Amen. Hey friends, have a blessed Sabbath and. Peace with your loved ones and friends. 
if you're not there, then we if you don't have a local church or family or friends are not Sabbath keepers, look for those who are and we'll encourage you to get together with some other believers on every Sabbath and have a feast at some point during the day and have that time of rest. It'll really be a blessing to you. As you delight in it and not own things, he'll cause you to ride upon those high places of the earth and he will feed you with that heritage of Jacob, your father. So as he'll give us that crown of life, you will prepare a table before your enemies. Your cup will run over. He's going to do these things for his glory, not for our own, but for his praise. The church will become a church that's without spot or wrinkle before the end will come, it says. You shall be a witness of his kingdom, his governance for nations before the end will come. As you went right at the end, will be a witness, kingdom governance of his kingdom for all the world to see. And then the end will come, it says. So we're going to be gathering from the corners of the earth as we are to become that one strong church bride. And we're seeing people around the world are coming together for becoming that people that great witness of his nation governance in the earth his good news of the kingdom more than has ever been seen before and more than has ever been broadcast to the world so praise Yahweh could be coming soon pray that the spirit of Elijah will be kindling in each and one of us to bring that anointing of calling our great king Jesus Christ the only son of God Cotton son, sharing his ways and soon come and be our judge and bring back all the things need to be restored to order. We're, we're working in a great time. Go forward expecting all the things to ask that he promised will happen. Happen. Praise God and May he bless you. Amen. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.